When you order in the McDonald's app, you and three friends could win free McDonald's for life. Choose from daily deals and all new bundles to share. And unlock exclusive merch drops for you and your squad. Ooh. Order each day for more chances to win. Limit one entry per day. Based on two meals a week for 50 years. No purchase necessary. Rules at McDonald'sForLifeSweeps.com ends 12-25-22. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things. Customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21+. plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Welcome to Belly Up Fantasy Live. Now for your hosts, Chris, Dan, Tom, Houston, and Zach. Man, we got Ryan, Houston, Zach, and Tom. Gentlemen, how are y'all doing tonight, guys? It's been a week. I haven't seen y'all in a while. Uh, I miss y'all. How are y'all doing? Doing pretty good. How are you, Chris? Oh, man, I can't complain. It's always Friday here in College Station when we're on, and my wife is amazing. Uh, she, you know, works a little less on Fridays. Let me get my stuff together. Uh, let me go shower, get my hair together. Cause it, I'm a diva, man. It takes me like two hours to get ready. Uh, unlike my wife, she takes like 20 minutes to get ready and looks picture perfect. Uh, like the song, uh, me, I take a little bit longer. Uh, how are y'all doing though, man? I'll stop elaborating on myself. Cause I look like a diva right now. Tom, how are you doing, brother? I mean, I can't complain. A little upset that the first game of the year looks like it's getting canceled, the Hall of Fame game. But, hey, we're going to keep it positive here and, and hope we keep it rolling as soon as we uh, uh, get to football season here. For sure, for sure. Zach Mack, baby, you're always live on Twitter, man, on the stream. What's going on? I love the hat tonight. Thanks, man. New uh, new ownership here in Detroit. Uh, it's just like every next-gen Ford, though, copy and paste. You know, she's probably been pulling the strings for a while, so – I uh, really no hope there, but uh, I'm doing well, man. Thanks. It's a good deal, man. If uh, if Zach's turning away from the screen, guys, it is the uh, the NHL uh, draft lottery tonight. Detroit's got the best odds, so that's what we're pulling for. Well, all right, brother. All right, Houston. How are things going up in the Dakotas, man? Uh, hopefully, you're not getting sucker punched by anybody. No, I not. I'm not. You know, but. Uh... Yeah, Tom, like you said, the first game getting uh, canceled, the Hall of Fame game. What I don't understand is why people people are assuming because this Hall of Fame game got canceled that there's going to be implications into the regular season. However, these guys that were going to play in the Hall of Fame game, they had to report like a month earlier than all the other players would have had to. So that's why, that's why they canceled it. They just want to prolong things as much as possible. And make sure the players come back safe. So I hate when people say like, oh, this is just the first step of no NFL season this year. I'm pretty confident that we're going to have an NFL season. There's going to be limitations, but I'm pretty confident there will be. I'm with you 100% on that, Houston. Uh, we'll talk about that here in a little bit. Ryan, what's going on, man? Texas, man. I see the sun's still back there. We're yep. got a cloudy business going here in College Station. It's been raining for a couple days. It's been raining a little bit here, but it wasn't too bad today. Just parts of it. Uh, everything's good, man. Staying busy. Uh, it's hot outside. 
I'm just. Man, uh, I've been really busy. What are you working on? Well, we have the consensus rankings, obviously, and then there's something really exciting coming. Uh, we can't talk too much about it yet because we don't have all the details, but we're going to have a massive belly up fantasy league starting soon. Um, everybody needs to get hyped because it's going to be a big contest. We should have details with that soon once we get everything finalized. Yeah, I mean, when we were talking about it in the chat, I was buzzing, man. I would assume by like Monday or Tuesday, we'll have everything kind of hammered out. Um, but it should be a great time. It should be fun. Belly Up's first uh, of its kind type deal. And we've got a pretty good charity that we're going to donate to as well. So that's going to be great. Gentlemen, though, man, we've got a lot to talk about tonight, guys. I mean, we've got the NFC North. We've got some big teams in here. The Monsters of Midway. Uh, Houston's Blast. He's got the shirt right there. Zach Max got the Detroit Lions, man. Aaron Rodgers, what's going to happen with him? We'll find out. Uh, and then, obviously, the Minnesota Vikings with Kirk Cousins. You like that, baby? Uh, we'll talk about all that tonight. And then we've got a special guest, uh, Gabby Gowdy. She's going to be joining us. She's a football aficionado, Cleveland Browns fan for life, extremely smart, got really good takes, and she backs it up on a daily basis. If y'all don't know who she is, go follow her. Go look at her after our stream. She's amazing. Uh, first, though, guys, I want to thank everyone who's watched us, who supported us from the beginning, because I didn't realize we're in double digits now. We are on our 10th show. Uh, it's been great doing this with y'all. I love it, man. It's the highlight of my week. Uh, my Fridays, at least, I suppose. My daughter is pretty much the highlight of my week, so I won't talk about that too much. But this is the highlight of my Fridays. I love doing this with y'all, you know, talking football, bouncing stuff off of y'all all week. Um, and then everyone who's at home, if y'all like what we're doing here, go follow everything else that Belly Up is doing. I mean, Belly Up Sports Talk is huge right now, guys. We've got a show every night of the week for y'all that matches everything for what, you know, your different categories. I mean, we've got last minute of play. We've got Puck Puck Pass with our own Zach Mack, baby. Great show. Super fun. Very good. Uh, we've got Corner Booth Podcast, the Hard Court Honeys, around for the weekend that Ryan McCarthy did a great show tonight, man. I loved it. He's, pre he's premiering a new local beer every one of his shows. Sports related, super fun. And then a world without sports should kick off pretty soon. Use the hashtag bust, B-U-S-T, and see what you're missing, guys. Uh, let's jump into some chit-chat real quick. Zach, being the Detroit Lions fan that you are, brother, there was new ownership. Not really new, but a switch in titles. Elaborate on that for a little bit for us. Yeah, so Sheila Hamford, the daughter of Martha Firestone Ford. I don't, it's just so fun to say Firestone. I don't know. I don't know why. Um, she's taking control of ownership. Um, I wonder, you know, how long has she been pulling the strings? Anyways, I really, I, I don't think it's any reason for excitement. Uh, they did come out with a story saying that she, I guess, made a statement that they would, she would be fine with signing Kaepernick, and they made it a story. She basically she was saying like if the coaching staff sees fit she'd be okay with it. She's a decent person, I guess. Um, but other than that, I really don't think it's going to change much for Detroit. Yeah, I mean, I was I was looking at Matt Stafford's line from last year. And I was just like, God dang it! Like, old boy Ryan, do you remember this movie Going Greek from back in the day? Absolutely. He had five thousand yards in a season. 
Matt Stafford was on pace for that last year and fully got hurt over the eight games. I'm sure Zach will touch on that for sure, though. Um, man, there's been a lot of stuff that's kind of been hitting the NFL along with COVID, everything like that. Tom, you've been the front runner for that for Belly Up Sports, kind of leading the way and telling us what's going on. I saw the report how the NFL owners had that meeting in the uh, the boat to allow the first six to eight rows for each one of the stadiums to be covered with a uh, like a covering, I suppose, and then they'll put sponsors on it to make money, I suppose, since there won't be fans or whatever. What were what were your thoughts on all the all of that, man? Because I mean, you've been reading all sorts of stuff about that. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's very surprising. I think most people agree that sports are going to happen this year. That's that's less of a question at this point. But it's pretty well agreed upon that there really won't be fans. And if there are, it's going to be very limited. I mean, NASCAR we've seen has a couple hundred people at tracks that are a mile and a half, two miles you know, around. So you're not going to see a lot of people. I don't personally have an issue with having sponsorships in the stands. I know a lot of people, you know, get upset about, you know, trying to sell everything. Um, but look at like soccer, uh, football, the other football. You know, they have advertisements on field. Uh, at least we're not dealing with that. Right. I mean, that's a lot of my friends in Houston kind of touched on this earlier before when we were backstage just kind of talking. A lot of my friends have been asking me, is it going to happen? Are sports going to happen? Well, we've seen what the MLB has done. We've seen what across the pond with soccer, you know, European soccer has done. There's not a doubt in my mind that football will happen. At the end of the day, and I always tell my friends this as well, it's a business. These guys are set to make billions and billions and billions of dollars. Not to I mention – sorry. Not I'll to mention how – Go ahead, Ryan. Go ahead, Ryan. <laughs> Not to mention how much money fantasy football generates. Like, they're, they're not losing this money. Right. And gambling. Gambling. Yep. I mean, they get three sides to it, all making a ton of money for people. Yeah. Yep. And this is the little stat that are, I guess, a little money figure that I always throw out. For the Olympics in China to build the Chinese Olympic Village for everything, I believe it was like five, call it $600 million. For everything, right? And that's a lot of people. That's staff. That's everything. The NFL is set. Last year was made ten billion. You know, like it's gonna happen. They're gonna do it. It's gonna happen. Um, Scott, Billy, Marco, thanks for watching, man. Yeah, go Lions, the Ford family. <laughs> that's fair. We appreciate all y'all watching out there. And then the last thing I want to touch on real quick before we get our guest here is. Breaking today, I suppose, if y'all haven't seen it, go to Belly Up's Twitter account and see what's going on with my boy, Zeke Elliott, man. Um, diagnosed with the coronavirus, and he was gaming, I suppose, and said some things, didn't end his stream. Did any of y'all see that? What What do y'all's take on that? And then I'll say what I have to say because he was just probably permethazined up. Stupid. Just Im- image. Come on, man. Be be, be aware. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I would definitely agree with that. I would just think that, you know, to his point, to his 
to his aid, I suppose. He's probably on some really high medicated drugs right now, not in the right state of mind. With his words being said, Zach, it was, it was vague. It was very vague. It was vague. I mean, in my mind, I, I drink a lot of beer, and I would use those same words if I was on Northgate, Ryan, in College Station. It'll never hold up. It'll never hold up. My man. <laughs> He's going to be getting drug tested. Oh, that's for sure. That's for sure. Didn't they raise how much they raised how much you could have in there, right? Right. Yeah. I don't think they can suspend for it anymore. I don't they, think so as well. Well, I believe they can, but the the limits are much more lax. You need a lot more in your system to to really trigger anything. Um, I mean, we had a little conversation about this earlier. I believe it was um, was that 150 milligrams, or I forget what the measurement is off the top of my head. Um, but it's only five of the same, you know, unit that you need to get charged with a DUI. So it's, you need a pretty significant amount of, uh, of marijuana in your system to, to be suspended in the NFL now. Good old CBA. I'm not a lawyer either, but I mean, that's like a, you know, that's just kind of the saying, you know, like putting words in his mouth type thing. He's going to be the number two running back this year. He's on all my teams. I want him. He's going to be okay. <laughs> Guys, let's move up forward now that we're done talking about Zeke and his missteps, uh, along with him partying and everything like that. So this week on our show, guys, we're going to have Gabby Gowdy come on. Uh, she's waiting backstage. I'm going to intro her in real quick. She's a lifelong Browns fan. Um, extremely smart. She defends what she says. She has numbers behind what she says. And that's what we're all about Um She's going to talk about some top five quarterbacks that I saw that she just put out. Now, messaged her today. I was like, hey, you got to talk about this because I liked what you said. Sorry. We're going to add on to it. Um, you can see her with her pod, Good Game with Gigi. And then the other day, she did something super funny. It was Bumble and Booze, man. Uh, Y'all just have to go check it out. I won't try to explain it because I've never been on Bumble, really. Uh, I know what it is, but uh, I've never been on it. So it was super funny to watch her and Jordan go through that. Uh, let's invite her in, Houston. Gabby, how are you doing tonight, man? Hi, I'm good. How are you guys? Sorry I look like a total freak. I was outside for a long time today. And <laughs> like you wouldn't think it's hot in Pittsburgh, but today was pretty hot. That's fair. No, I understand how hot can be. Me and Ryan are here in Texas. so oh, No, that's hot there. Pittsburgh's not. <laughs> Gabby, let's talk about this real quick before you talk about these questions that I sent you. Your top five quarterbacks. I saw that and I was like, Did you hate it? Respect. Okay, thank you. Let's for all of our fans at home who are watching us, uh let everyone know who your top five quarterbacks are because I like the list and I like what you said. Patrick Mahomes. I won't explain anybody else why I have them here. But I'll only explain well, him. Real quick, Gabby. Oh, well, I'm probably just going to take this out because I did a little bit of research. And I was like, golly, birthday, month, year. All the yeah. same is Patty Mahomes. Yeah, me and Patrick Mahomes share the same birthday, month, day, and year. I don't know who was born first, but he's a Super Bowl MVP. So it doesn't really matter who was born first because he's better than me. So I have Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson, Lamar, Deshaun Watson, Aaron Rodgers. 
Let's jump on Deshaun Watson. I am a lifelong Houston Texans fan. I mean, I've been with the ups and downs of the cars. Uh, D- David Carr. <laughs> Not cars, but David Carr. The trials and tribulations of our running back situations and our wide receivers. And then the dreaded front office. Yeah, the front office is really bad. They're really they're really not helpful to that guy. Not at all. I mean, we have a star elite quarterback and you're going to get rid of the best wide receiver in the league? When you lost to you made it to the AFC Championship, right? And you're going to lose to the Super Bowl winners and then you're going to fuck over Can I say fuck over? Yeah, say whatever you want. <laughs> you're going to fuck over your own team. <laughs> Like, that seems like – I'm telling you right now, like, the Browns suck. They don't make the playoffs, but we still kept everybody, and then we got better people. Y'all make it to the championship and say, forget you. So – Makes no I, sense. I don't, I don't know. Jeez. Gabby, tell all of our listeners a little bit about you. I mean, I dug a little bit, and I was like, oh, she's Greek, Ryan. She's a fine you. So, obviously – I am. Connection right I was there. president. There we go. Big looks. Rush chair size brought in brought in guys. <laughs> um about myself. Oh god, I hate doing that. <laughs> Yikes. Um I'm a Browns fan. I live in Pittsburgh. I'm from Ohio. I work in Pittsburgh. I pay rent to be in Pittsburgh so I can talk shit on Pittsburgh, basically. <laughs> I saw that you were like, I pay rent in Pittsburgh so I can live free in your head. Yeah, I donate money to their dumbass stadium so I can say what I want. I love it. Now, I've been talking to a couple women in fantasy football, or we have as a whole, Lindell Whirling from Fangirl Sports and mm-hmm. Michelle from Blasting Ball, obviously now you. How did you get into fantasy football? Because I've got a daughter and all I do is fantasy football. So obviously she's going to, oh and you know, she's, She's with me all day. She's going to follow me. So what brought you to fantasy football? Um, okay, you guys might hate me. I'm not the best at fantasy football, but I just do it because my friends do it. That's fair. I mean, that's how the majority of people are. I like memes better than stats. <laughs> that's fair. So, I mean, I I like the memes part of sports better than the stats, but um, my friends were doing fantasy football. They're like, you kind of know what you're talking about. I'm like, yeah, I know what I'm talking about. Don't say kind of. I know what I'm talking about, so let me do it. And they're like, fine, I guess. And then I've done it for the past three years. I'm not the best, but I'm not the worst. I haven't won ever, but I'm not last, so they don't make fun of me. That's fair. I mean, Invite me back. Yeah, I mean, that's the whole thing. You guys got to keep on coming back, coming back. Now, being how is you never won, what has been your most memorable fantasy football moment? Because there's got to be a moment where you were like, oh, I snagged this guy. Or- oh, my God, yeah. Uh, I had Odell and Juju as my wide receivers last year. I'm like, oh, my God, this is so good. My team's going to be so sick. <laughs> I <Didn't> thought. <laughs> I thought it was going to be so good. Well, the big problem was you had a, you had a Steelers player on your team. yeah. I should have known better, but it sounded really good at the time. <laughs> and then, obviously, I didn't talk to you about this, but bringing up Juju, I didn't know he was on your team. Your affinity or lack thereof for Mason Rudolph. Ugh, disgust. <laughs> I'm a big, obviously, my wife works at AM. We both went to AM. Miles Garrett. Oh, yeah. Miles night. Garrett all day. That's all right. Day. So, I know what you're talking about. I watched the uh, Taylor Ringgold pod of you and him. 
We won't dive into that. Listeners, y'all can go watch that. <laughs> but it is extremely good. I said what I said and I meant it. Hey, you got to do that. And you believed in, I believed in you. So excellent. I've never, I've never seen Mason out in Pittsburgh. And that's probably because he's afraid of his own um, fans because they don't like him. You've said that. You've said that. He is bad. They don't like him. <laughs> he is bad. Yeah. I've seen a lot of other people out, but not him. Juju I have. With his dog? No, he's just in the freaking middle of the dance floors. <laughs> people. That's fair. Gabby, tell all of our listeners and your listeners who are following us right now, what are you working on for the future? Because obviously you're all over social media and <sighs> you're just up and coming. You're such a big presence right now. Uh, what can we expect from you as well? Um, more videos. Super fun videos, bumble and booze, some more of that. that oh, was- yeah, yeah. We're trying to make that weekly because it got it got a lot of good reviews. Yeah, I watched like the first 30 minutes of it. Obviously, did you? I'm long. sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry that you did. Well, it was a mess. We, we didn't know what we were doing. The first one, okay, we did the first one. We experimented with it, and I don't think it went bad. We had a lot of listeners. But we just, at the same time, that was like our first time ever like doing that together. And I think it went really well. But, yeah, to continue that, that'd be fun. Um, I have some other things coming up that I'm working on with different companies. I can't say yet, but I'm going to be doing that too. Yeah. We'll get that out of you later on when you come back later on. Yeah. Yeah. Like give me like two weeks and then it'll be done. Perfect. We'll have you back on here pretty soon then. Gabby also tell everyone where they can follow you uh, on all your social media stuff because your stuff is grade A. Don't make me cry. Um, you can follow me at Gab Gowdy, G-A-B-B-Y-G-O-U-D-Y. And that's on Instagram, Twitter, and you can follow me on TikTok if you want to. Can't follow me on Snapchat, but TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter. Awesome. Thank you so much for being on here with us. Like I mentioned earlier, I mean, we're starting out. This is our 10th episode, so we're in double digits. We're super young, but the fantasy community has been so awesome for us. Uh, we definitely appreciate you coming on. We want you to come back on uh, soon, as soon as you get everything hammered out and you can kind of divulge everything. Uh, have a great night, and we just definitely appreciate you. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank yeah, you for thank coming. You. Yeah, I appreciate you all so much. I hope you have a great evening. I hope you have the best Friday ever, and I hope you drink a lot of beers. Oh, I will. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Guys, thank you all so much for watching that. That was Gab Gowdy, uh, Instagram, social media famous. She does a lot of things in the fantasy world and the football community. Uh, Follow her. Gentlemen, let's get into the NFC North. And, Tom, let's talk about the Minnesota Vikings right now. Uh, They lost probably, I would think, one of the – I won't say that. They lost to coach Kevin Stefanski. And it's probably going to change some of their offense just a little bit. Under Aggie Gary Kubiak, they had the lowest running back share uh, percentage, but also the highest wide receiver target share percentage for their running backs and wide receivers. They ran a lot of 11 personnel, a lot of 12 personnel. Wide receivers have changed. They've got a rookie now. They've got Adam Thielen. They've got Kirk Cousins still. You know, Dalvin Cook has not signed his 
contract yet, but all indicate all signs point that he will. What are your first indications of these fantasy relevant players for the Minnesota Vikings? Uh, because they are a fantasy friendly team. Yeah, I mean, you're definitely right. They are fantasy friendly. I will say that. Um, you know, Kirk Cousins, I think he's kind of a crap quarterback in real life, to be honest. I would never trust him to lead my team, but he'll put up yards, right? He's like old school Big Ben, you know, but Big Ben was a little bit better in, you know, trying to get his team to win. He'll put up yards. He's going to put up touchdowns. Um, I mean, Kirk Cousins' biggest issues are, you know, some inconsistency. Like, he'll just miss a random throw that he should make out of nowhere. He just can't hit somebody 10 yards downfield. Um, and then his pocket presence. I'm pretty sure that Stevie Wonder would have better pocket <laughs> presence than Kirk Cousins sometimes. We're talking about the real Stevie Wonder or Jamie Foxx Stevie Wonder? Uh, the real Stevie Wonder. Okay, that's fair. Because either the one, one that can't see, the right answer. Yeah, the one that can't see would have better pocket presence than Kirk Cousins. Um, but no, I mean, he's going to put up yards. He's going to uh, put up touchdowns. I mean, you look at the last couple of years. Uh, last year was kind of an off year for him, only about 3,600 uh, passing yards. Yeah, um, but prior to that, yeah, prior to that, four straight 4,000 plus yard seasons. Uh, back in 16, he had just shy of 5,000 passing yards, actually. Um, and then 25 to 30 touchdowns a year as well. Um, you know, and I will say last year he did get better with the interception. So that kind of helps you out. Um, six last year. That's pretty decent. That's pretty good. (laughs) Exactly. Last year was a great year for him in interceptions. Um, you know, running back, you you look at Dalvin cook. Most people agree. He's a top running back, uh, definitely top five. You know, once you get up there, it kind of starts getting to be, uh, you know, who you're talking to about where he's going to land, but obviously right now holding out that's, uh, you know, a big question mark for some people. I don't think he's actually going to end up holding out end of the year. I think most running backs have seen, Holding out doesn't work. You know, you look at uh, Melvin Gordon last year. He really just kind of screwed himself, ended up in a different team with a lot less money. So I, I can see him, you know, playing out this year uh, and probably getting paid, to be honest. That guy's 24 years old, top running back. He's he's ready to go. Doesn't have any significant injury history to speak of. So that's not a big concern. Um, and, and really, he – Last year was just a breakout year. I mean, 13 touchdowns, 1,100 yards. Um, yeah, and he, he's able to catch the ball out of the backfield too, uh, over 500 receiving yards. So I, I could see him being a top three running back in fantasy this year. Um, you know, again, it's it's kind of going to come down to those top five guys and just who gets more touches. Uh, receiver, you did lose Stephon Diggs this year. So, uh, you know, you do bring in Justin Jefferson to kind of replace him. Uh, obviously, you know, rookie receiver uh, with, you know, Kirk Cousins. We'll have to see kind of how uh, they're able to kind of put that together and, and uh, build their chemistry. But I, I think he'll have a solid season, probably more of a, a 700-yard uh, type season with maybe five touchdowns. Good, but not huge. Good, good flex. All day, though. <laughs> yeah, good flex guy to have, though, um, you know. But – Obviously, Adam Thielen, one of the better wide receivers in the league, uh, albeit last year was kind of crap, but you know, still had six touchdowns, albeit only about 400 uh, receiving yards. So I expect him to bounce back, no problem, uh, though he will probably draw more double coverage without Stephon Diggs out there, so that might 
uh, he might not quite get up to that 11, 1200 yard, uh, you know, season like he he's done prior to last year. Uh, and then tight end, you have uh, Kyle Rudolph. Um, Rudolph's good, but he's really just a red zone threat. I mean, not a big yardage guy. He's just kind of going to get the touchdowns. Last year he had six touchdowns. So to me, he's more of a streaming guy. We've talked a lot about tight ends this year. Um, there's a lot of them out there that you can use. And really, I think that you can pretty much just stream tight ends unless you have a top guy. Um, and, you know, Rudolph is one of those guys. But, again, you're going to be reliant on the red zone touchers there. Um, you also have Irv Smith Jr., who, if he's able to get on the field and, and get some touches in the red zone, could be a threat as well. But, I mean, somebody's going to have to get yardage for them. Somebody's going to get it. It's just going to be a question of who. Um, most likely it's going to be between Jefferson and, and um, uh, Adam Thielen, though. Beyond them, you have Tajay Sharp. Not a whole lot to talk about there. Um, oh, B.C. Johnson, K.J. Osborne, Chad Beebe. Like, it's not great beyond the two of them at receiver. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens beyond that. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Choose from a great selection of digital coupons and use them up to five times in one transaction. Check our app for details. Baker's, fresh for everyone. For sure. Real quick, uh, thank you for commenting in our live chat feed, Courtney and Michael. I am obviously drinking Bud Light, as I always do. Um, We'll talk about your thoughts on Justin Jefferson in a second. I'll bring in Ryan in Houston for this. Uh, I got to shout out one dude, undrafted free agent from the SEC, from Texas A&M, Courtney Davis on the roster. Check him out. He's going to be my deep, deep, deep sleeper in like a 50-man league. But I'm going to take him in one of my leagues because he's going to score at least four or five points in one game. He's going to win me a game. For the record, but about Justin Jefferson, we've had some heat this week talking about Justin Jefferson. And Dan not being here, that's okay because we will back Dan up. There were some stats thrown out about Justin Jefferson in the SEC at LSU in one of the best conferences in the league, probably the best conference against talent that you're going to see on Sunday night. Justin Jefferson had 100 catches out of 111 targets in the slot. That is ridiculous. He's going to get the looks from Kirk Cousins. He's going to have a better year, a better rookie year, I believe, than Christian Kirk because he's going to be the number two guy. Will Adam Thielen see some double coverage Houston? Maybe, but – Defense is going to have to be going to have to be um, uh, honest with Dalvin Cook because Dalvin Cook's going to sign there like three million dollars away, so twelve million dollars total. Houston, what do you think about the whole Minnesota Vikings thing? Because 
I think they are prime this season. Yeah, I mean, it's hard being a Bears fan, so I'll try to give you my most unbiased approach here. But uh, just if you follow me on Twitter, my uh, I just had a little bold statement come out. I truly believe that Justin Jefferson is going to finish as the number one overall rookie wide receiver. I just think they have a lot of air yards and a lot of uh, vacated targets that were left by Stephon Diggs leaving, and I don't see Dalvin Cook being used in such a receiving game uh, as he was in 2019. And I love Jefferson. I think that he's going to fit right in. He's, I mean, his competition is Tajay Sharp. He Sharp is not very good at all. And then you get Ola B.C. Johnson and Chad Beebe. He's miles ahead of all these guys. So, you know, Adam Thielen, he's last year was banged up quite a bit. There's a possibility that he comes into this year banged up and gets hurt again. He's approaching he's approaching the age 30 and he's seen injuries, which is common. Um, one thing I like out of Minnesota is um, a lot of play action. Dalvin Cook, the really strong with that. It'd be interesting to see what they do that Stefanski's out of town and how that They'll still be run first, but it's going to be a different approach, maybe a couple more pass games. And I'll just finish with the best Kirk Cousins stat that I can offer you is uh, uh, Kirk Cousins 0-4 against the Chicago Bears. So I know it's not fantasy-related, but I'll give that one for you guys there. <laughs> I love it, man. I love it. Before Real we quick, go to the next – yeah. Real quick, I do want to touch on uh, Courtney in the chat just asked, what are we talking catch-wise for Justin Jefferson? I think this is a good question. She said 60-plus. I think it's a good over-under um, at 60. I mean, what are you guys thinking? I'm personally taking over that easy. I think he's going to have well over 60 catches this year. Pretty sure Ryan Houston and I, along with Dan, got into it with somebody about projections about this guy. I believe I said that 60 was going to be like the ceiling. is going to be more around 50. If, if I'm incorrect, y'all can – see me on Twitter, but I want to see, I, I want to believe that Justin Jefferson gets around 50 catches over 70 is kind of a lot. Uh, I think he's over record. 70. He's going to get the targets. He's going to get the targets. That's for sure. I mean, well, Stefan Diggs got what? 93 targets last season. Something like that. I also think Thielen isn't going to be better. He'll be better than last year, but he's not going to be the guy that he was in his prime. I mean, I think there is a legitimate shot that Jefferson, because of his red zone capabilities, outscores him. I mean, I don't know that – I'm not bold enough to make that prediction strongly, but if, if you told me at the end of the year Jefferson outscored Thielen, I wouldn't be shocked. I also like Courtney Davis, man. He's actually one of my deep sleepers too. Just because there's not that much ahead of him that's going to be in his way, and the guy produced pretty well during stretches in college. I Just getting to see him with my own eyeballs – I was like, whoa, there's definitely potential. He won A&M games. Like, yeah, he won games by himself kind of. That's, yeah. that's I mean, I, RPG teams. I like uh, Courtney Davis to make that team and to get some targets. I, he's, not, he's not better than Jefferson. He's not better than Thielen. But he could, I mean, legitimately be the wide receiver three. I don't think Thielen makes top 15, at least on my list. He definitely makes top 25. Michael and Courtney are asking, what do you all think? I'd agree with that. If he's able to stay healthy through the year, he could do top 25 just because it's going to be him and Jefferson. And, you know, if he's able to hit the field, like you guys said, I think Davis is able to get over 
Tajay Sharp and OBC Johnson, you know, it's tough to say that Thielen's not just going to get 90 catches, at least 100 catches, just based on volume. I have Thielen at 24. You what? 24? 24 is where I have Thielen. That's comfortable, yeah. 25, 25, yeah. Before we move on to the next team, I'm working on something behind the scenes. Uh, These are my projections, and these are solely my projections. Obviously, they're not what everyone else thinks. Pinto's projections for Kirk Cousins this season, 501, call it 502 attempts for 338 completions for 3,700 yards, 25 touchdowns, nine interceptions, 35 attempts on the ground, 88 yards, and two touchdowns on the ground. Dalvin Cook, here we go. 250-ish attempts, 1,100 yards, 13 touchdowns, four fumbles, catches. He's going to get about 53 receptions for 519 yards and about one touchdown. That's what I think is going to happen. Those are just my projections. If you're listening, challenge me. I'll show you my numbers. That does not include anybody else on screen right now because they're all thinking I'm crazy, but that's okay. Guys, Houston, I see you up there, man. Got the Chicago Bears rocking, as you always do. You've been fired up. You were the first one that was like, give me this team this week. I mean, the Bears last year, Houston, they ranked 12th in offensive plays last season. Uh, They had some 21 personnel groupings. They had some 11 personnel groupings. They had some 20 personnel groupings with zero tight ends. With Matt Nagy, they had the highest running back target share. So that makes sense because Monty's going to get the carries. Cohen's going to get the passes, obviously. So that explains that little stat. Matt Nagy coaching or calling 37 games last season. Uh, there's some there's some numbers on him for yards per catch through Azot and the amount of scoring that he does. They've got a dual at both quarterback and running back when I'm going through my projections because I had to do so much for the Bears. You got Foles, you got Trubisky, you got Monty, you got Cohen, you got all these other receivers besides A-Rob that are just there, you know? You got, what, 12 tight ends on the roster. What What am I looking for if I'm looking at a Bears player for my fantasy football team? Because there are some gold, or there is some gold there later on in rounds but I need to know what you think about him so I know who to take. Yeah, I mean, and you're looking at an offense that wasn't very good in 2019, largely due to the the play of the offensive line. Uh, ended up losing Kyle Long and went out and got two seventh-round offensive linemen. That's not how you build a team. And I there's nothing as a fan I can do there, but um, – brought in Jermaine Effetti and Jason Spriggs, a couple guys on their second chance here to maybe be better offensive linemen than what the Bears currently have. Uh, Chicago Bears were were a top 15 offense in Nagy's first season, his coach of the year season, Bears back to the playoffs in 2018. However, saw a really bad decline in 2019. Um, You know, people want to put the blame on Trubisky, but when you have no time to sit in the pocket – and Nagy wants you to more fit his style than he wants to fit your true abilities. It's there's going to be downplay and there's going to be uh, negative uh, aspects of the game. And I hate to put it on Trubisky because I I won't. Obviously, it wasn't worth the third overall pick 
in the draft, but the kid does have talent and he needs to be used in certain ways. Um, Trubisky has really good legs. I mean, obviously he's not Lamar Jackson, but under John Fox, and I I hated John Fox as a uh, head coach, he would actually use Mitch Trubisky out left, out right, being able to use him in play action. And Trubisky fared well in it. They went out and grabbed Nick Foles. You know, I like competition. Trubisky shouldn't just be able to hold the starting job without any competition. Um, I think Trubisky will be the starting quarterback week one. He's been working with Cole Komet. He's been working with David Montgomery and Allen Robinson. However, the f- current fantasy football draft ADP has Nick Foles projected as a starter based on solely ADP. Um, I do think Nick Foles knows this offense. He really does. He's been with Nagy for multiple years in, in Kansas City, and I'm pretty sure that Nagy loaned F- Foles a car at one time or another. Like They have a connection. They have a friendship. However... I just don't think Foles is a starter in this league. And you could say the same thing about Trubisky, but I think Trubisky will be the day one starter. Now, if we're talking 2021, I'd love to get Trey Lance out of North Dakota State to be the the future of the Chicago Bears, but that's a different conversation. Um, uh, So we move on to the running backs, and I love David Montgomery. Uh, He wasn't the most efficient back by any means, and he came in being an elusive guy out of Iowa State, being able to break tackles and juke and jive, but we didn't see much of that last year. However, he's going to get 240 carries, and you're going to take him in the fifth round. I mean, fifth or sixth round. I mean, it's a good. You're not going to find guys with 240 plus carries in that way. Um, We saw Tariq Cohen be the finish as the RB11 in 2018 in PPR leagues. So there's a possibility in PPR leagues that Tariq Cohen could finish as a top 25 running back just because of his passing work and he's elusive in the screen game. And I think Nagy's going to revamp his offense to get back into that kind of format there where he's using Cohen out of the backfield to catch small passes and taking the workload off of Trubisky as much. Um, but, yeah, I really like David Montgomery at his current draft position. It's a good spot. Uh, we're talking about Allen Robinson. This guy is probably – this is non-biased. Allen Robinson is probably one of the best wide receivers in this league, but he's been given one of the worst situations with Blake Bortles and Mitch Trubisky. I mean, with Blake Bortles in 2015, he had 1,400 yards and 14 touchdowns in his second year in the league. You look at uh, reception perception, and he ranks – in the top percentiles in every single route that he runs. He's just an elite route runner. Look up Allen Robinson route running. You're going to see just greatness. He's a great route runner, and I love that out of him. Last year, he saw 1,100 yards and seven touchdowns. I think he's going to continue to improve. I think we possibly could see 1,250 to 1,300 yards out of him in 2020, and I can see him add double-digit touchdowns. He's probably one of the only wide receiver uh, red zone threats for the Chicago Bears, and I like that. Talking of the other receiving receivers there, we have Anthony Miller. Um, he, besides shoulder injuries, he's been pretty consistent, and especially in the back half of – yeah, Memphis guy. Um, in the back half of 2018 and the back half of 2019, he was able to help guys win leagues. Um so I like him. Hopefully he has a full healthy season in 2020. 
Beyond that, we're looking at guys like Javon Wims, Ted Ginn, Riley Ridley, um, uh, Cordell Patterson, rookie out of Tulane, Darnell Mooney. I just I think it's going to be Javon Wims, big guy with a red zone upside. If it was more of a, if it, if we need another guy to catch passes, it'd probably be Riley Ridley. I think he's would get more catches, but Wims would get more touchdowns. However, I don't want to own the third wide receiver in Chicago Bears offense. It's it doesn't have enough fantasy upside for me. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Choose from a great selection of digital coupons and use them up to five times in one transaction. Check our app for details. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Moving on to the tight ends, and this one's kind of confusing because you you don't see much out of rookie tight ends in production. However, I think it's it needs to be known that Nagy being under the Andy Reid tree is a guy that wants to utilize his tight end in the offense a lot. And whether that's Jimmy Graham or Cole Komet, I'm not sure. Um, I think Cole Komet probably has more juice being the younger guy and Jimmy Graham's just getting older and can do less. But it'll be interesting to see. I'm not going to take any investments in these two guys because it's so hard and it's not a good enough offense. However, Cole Komet dynasty-wise, there's a possibility that he could be next great tight end because he's going to be used in this offense. Um, however, I if we're talking kickers, don't get any of the Bears kickers because if they can't win playoff games, they're not going to win you fantasy games. But I'll get off my soapbox here and let one of you guys bounce it off. But, yeah, besides David Montgomery and Allen Robinson, I'm not looking to grab anyone else in this offense. Yeah, I'm just leaning our comments real quick. You know, I'm not a big Bears guy except for their defense. I own their defense in like 33% of my leagues. We'll talk about that later. But Bears defense is crazy, totally crazy. But I, I'm i not a big fan of David Montgomery. A guy offered me uh, today, <laughs> yes, the Bears defense is still relevant. It's probably one of the best defenses out there. But a guy offered me David Montgomery in a trade as a centerpiece for Matthew Stafford and some other people. It's a two tight end or it's a two quarterback league. It's crazy, but I'm just you know him or Tariq Cohen at the value. I like Cohen a lot better. I just feel like there he's going to get a lot of the passes, obviously, and in a PPR league like Houston mentioned, the, the points are going to add up versus the opportunities and touchdowns are you know they're very fluky. You get 12 touchdowns, you get three touchdowns. It, it just kind of depends. Um, I'll talk about my projections here in a little bit, but Tom, Ryan, what do you all think about the Bears? I mean, Ryan, you talked about them a little bit earlier. Tom, what are your thoughts about them real quick? Because out of A-Rob and probably 
Cohen and Montgomery, I'm not really not touching any of them except for Cole Komet, as Houston mentioned, as a rookie. You know, I really like him, and that's about it. Yeah, I mean, I think Cole Komet, um, you know, we did talk about the fact you have Jimmy Graham there as well, and it's going to be interesting to see which one really gets the target share. Um, I mean, if, if Komet drops late, I'm all in on it, um, you know, but I, I wouldn't necessarily take him with an, an earlier tight end pick just because of that uncertainty. Um, if you can get him on the waiver wire part way into the season, absolutely worthwhile to do that. Um, you know, I'll pull you. You know, we are. Allen Robinson is fantastic. <laughs> so, you know, it means more, right? Um, but, yeah, no, I mean, Allen Robinson's a great receiver. Uh, you know, I, I think that Houston, you nailed it. He's been in terrible situations between Jacksonville and now Chicago. Not really any great quarterback play for him, and he's still put up good numbers. Uh, 27 years old. I mean, he's in his prime, ready to go. Um, I think Cohen, you know, we saw a lot of people in the comments here talking about Cohen. I think you're right. Uh, David Montgomery's good, but Tariq Cohen is is monstrous. He's hard to tackle because he's a small guy, so that tackle box is pretty small. Um, you know, he's a like he's a bulky guy for his size too. So it's even if you can hit him, it's not going to be an easy easy task to bring him down. And Tom, um, at their ADPs, I mean, like at Monty, you're going. I mean, Houston, what do you think? Like second, third round, I believe, with Monty versus Cohen, way later. You know, value versus, you know, obviously, if Monty booms. He's top 10. No no doubt about that, you know? But if he doesn't, Cohen seems like the better value. Honestly, I just looked at the rankings for our consensus. I have the highest ranking on Montgomery and the lowest ranking on Robinson out of all the other uh, riders. Now, I'm not low on Robinson. I'm just slightly lower than everybody else. I'm, I still think he's, in my opinion, he's borderline elite. You're lower than me than on Robinson? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not going to do numbers, but yeah, I'm the lowest. But again, I still like Robinson. I just, I think his ADP is a tiny bit high for me right now. I do, if I wind up with Robinson as one of my starting receivers, I'm pretty happy about it. Sure. But I think Montgomery is going to get a lot of touches this year. I do think Miller is going to be decent um, for wide receiver depth. But I, again, I don't have a lot of exposure to Robinson because of his ADP. I like a few other guys better than him there. And I do have some exposure to Montgomery just because. Well, in Dynasty, I still am very high on him. And this year, I just think he had a bad rookie year. The team around him was not good. I do expect whoever starts at quarterback to be better than the iteration that we had last year. So I think Montgomery has a lot of upside, considering where a lot of people are ranking him. For sure. Zach, I want to bring you away from the NHL draft lottery real quick. Me and you have talked about this because I wanted this guy from you. I want to ask you real quick. Your thoughts on Cole versus Thad Moss. I want Thad Moss. I want all the exposure to Thad Moss that I can have. You would not trade him to me. But what are your thoughts on these two guys? I know this is totally out of left field. Not prepared for this. We're not prepared for this. But I would assume they're kind of like, you know, I'll just let you talk. I'm invested at Thad Moss. I I think he's got a real shot to be good. That's the only reason – I wasn't giving him up. Um, I mean, I see old boy play. Old boy's like his dad. Yeah. <laughs> but I in just, a bigger I, body. Yeah, yeah. that's what I was going to say. He's got that big body. I just like – I like the 
I feel like there's always going to be a situation where he can fit into an offense. So that's why it's just in a dynasty league. That's why I'm invested in that Moss. That's why I wouldn't give him up to you. Yeah, no, that's that's a hundred percent fair, man. I don't I don't knock you at all because it's like God damn it. I don't knock you for asking. <laughs> so real quick before we move on to the next team, what I've got is I went with the masses. I think that Mitch Trubisky starts, but I think Nick Foles will supersede him and take over the reins pretty soon. So what I have is for Mitch Trubisky, my Pinto projections are 180 attempts for 115 completions, about 1393 yards, about seven touchdowns, five fumble or five interceptions, sorry, 16 to 17 runs for about 100 yards, less than one touchdown overall if he even gets one. If he gets one, it's going to be lucky. And about two, tu- uh, two fumbles. Nick Foles, I went with the masses, like I said. My Pinto projection for him is – 398 attempts for 261 completions, 2,700 yards, about 16 touchdowns, about eight interceptions, 20 or less carries for about 40 or less yards because he's Nick Foles. Less than one touchdown. I got about 6.6 on the touchdown, so real, real low, and then about two uh, fumbles on him. For the running back situation, this was really tough for me because – I wanted to believe in David Montgomery just because of Houston, just because of tags uh, from fantasy pros. They're huge Monty fans. I don't doubt them because he's a great athlete. He's got so much talent, guys. But for the value, I had to have Cohen up there. For Monty, what I had, though, for my Pinto projections was a little less than the 240 like everyone is projecting. I went to three – or I'm sorry, 234 and two. For about 900 yards, about seven touchdowns, two fumbles, about 16 to 17 receptions for about 180 to 200 yards, less than a touchdown on the receptions, and about a third fumble, so about 0.66. I'm sorry, two thirds fumbles, about 2.66. Cohen, I had 64 carries, so not that much for 213 yards, zero touchdowns on the ground because Monty or the quarterback will get that, or maybe even the fullback. But this is where I was blown away by Cohen. 79 receptions were my projections at about 450 yards, three touchdowns. That breaks down to about five receptions a game, 28 yards per game. That's low. That's super, super low for what he can do in that offense, like Houston mentioned, with that new offensive line. Crazy. So I'm really high on Cohen this year. I haven't worked out my wide receiver and my tight end guys uh, but that's what I have right now. Obviously, I'm really, really high on some of these people. Some I'm really, really low. I want everyone who is watching this to repurpose this and challenge me because this is just what I feel. Obviously, this is what I feel, not what everyone else does. All of our other guys will come out with their other with their projections here pretty soon, and we can go to town on all of that. Um, Zach, you got a beer? You got something to drink? And if you don't, let's just do it real quick. What are we I doing? love it. No banana shirt today. New ownership, not real new ownership, but new ownership per se. The Ford family, Ford Field. I worked for Ford. My last name is Pinto. I love the Detroit Lions. I love Matthew Stafford. He's got the frat boy swoop from the SEC. I mean, the Lions ran 11 personnel. They ran 21 personnel. They ran 12 personnel. All sorts of stuff without Matt Stafford. I brought this up before he, before we even started 
recording. He played eight games last year. If no one has seen this movie except for people who are in fraternities, it's called Going Greek. Ryan knows what I'm talking about. The star of the movie in high school amassed 5,000 yards throwing as a quarterback. And I was blown away. The film was blown away. Matt Stafford, over eight games last year, had 2,499 yards. One yard shy of 2,500, which would have put him at 5,000 yards if you, in Ryan Bird, extrapolated the eight games to 16 games. <laughs> Sorry, baby, I can't breathe. I'm talking about my wife is in the comments right now telling me to breathe. I can't breathe. I'm talking about an SEC player. She knows I can't do that. But 5,000 yards in a season, that is ridiculous. That's Patrick Mahomes style. That's Peyton Manning style. We're talking about Matt Stafford. Okay. I'm going to get off my soapbox because I'm going to talk about Matt Stafford all day because I love him. I love his wife, apparently. Zach, <laughs> tell me about <laughs> – Zach, tell me about your Detroit Lions and who I need to take on my fantasy team because right now I'm taking everybody. I'm taking I'm taking Marvin Jones Jr. I'm taking Danny Amendola. I'm taking everybody. Yeah, I feel like people are probably sick of hearing from me about the Lions by now because I feel like I'm always talking about the Lions. But I'm high on – I'll just tell you who I'm high on. I'm high on Stafford. Um, everything you just mentioned. He's thrown for 5,000 yards. He did it in 2011. Um, and I'm high on uh, – I'm not – okay, so you mentioned Danny Amendola and Marvin Jones Jr. I'm going to tell you why I'm not so high on Marvin Jones Jr. is because his injuries lately. First off, let me start off by saying I don't draft my own team. Okay, I know a couple of you have mentioned that before. I'm one of those people. I'm going to pass up on Lions regardless. I so like what I'm that telling you because I like, hate watching my Texans and owning a Texan and then just not doing well. I hate it. Yeah, so it's it's for more or less I'm unbiased in that sense. I'm worried about Marvin Jones's uh, injury, his age. He's, he's – um, think Stafford's going to want to throw the ball down the field, which is going to – am I lagging? Kenny Galladay is going to be the, the big guy. I'm high on Kenny Galladay and Matt Stafford. Marvin Jones Jr., not so much. is going to be utilized in the slot and could have value later in the draft. But I'm, I'm – and then the question mark at tight end with Jesse James and TJ Hawkinson. I really don't know, and I don't know who's going to get more touches there. That's why I want to hear from you guys about the tight end specifically. But I'm high on Stafford. I think he's going to play with a chip on his shoulder this year. And I think we're going to get big numbers out of him and Kenny Galladay. I'm not. I'm just not sold on how many touches Marvin Jones Jr. is going to get. That's fair, man. I am super, super high on Matt Stafford at the end of the show. Y'all know why I'm high on him. I own him in about 7% of my leagues right now. And I can't get enough Matt Stafford just because of the stats. I called Ryan about 45 minutes before the show, and I was like, dude, Matt Stafford. What the heck? Like, old boy is gold because no, his ADP is so low. I want as much Matt Stafford as I can get right now because his potential is so good. One guy that we didn't mention earlier, but at the end of last college football season, I could not see anything more about this guy because he's so good. His story is good. But Quintez Cephas as well. I mean – 
Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. I love the kid. He is going to play a big role, I believe, right out of the gate. And I saw that no receiver drafted ahead of him had a higher catch in traffic. Yes. Right. And Which is huge for Stafford, I think. That's huge. I mean, that's, I mean, Stafford's going to throw the ball a lot. I mean, they got DeAndre Swift, Carrion Johnson, you know, like you mentioned, TJ Hawkinson. But I think it's going to be, like you said, Stafford's going to have that chip on his shoulder, and he's going to want to light this league up this year, you know, and show everybody, like, he's an elite quarterback. And with Quintez How high are you on Cephas? Because I think Cephas could be a sleeper rookie. I am extremely high on Cephas. When we get to the end of the show, I'll give you my percentage on him. But he is tied with my guys, Mike Evans, Julio Jones, and – let me just scroll down. He's tied with Mike Evans and Julio Jones in my ownership. That'll tell you something because I'm an SEC guy. So, And Quintus Steve is a rookie. I'm just saying, you know, like he's up there for me. Ryan, Houston, Tom, what are y'all's takes on the Detroit Lions and who should we have? We mentioned some guys. We haven't mentioned some guys. What do y'all think? Galladay's elite. Any, anything else outside of that? You get Galladay if you can get him. He's elite. Stafford is going to be prolific, as he always is when he plays. The guy's a yardage machine, second only to really to Breeze when you think about, like, the total overall. Um, I struggle with the running game just because I think Swift is going to be RB1, but Johnson might be RB1B, and that's a little bit concerning for me. It might hurt both of their ceilings, but I think Swift is relatively safe. Uh, I do like Marvin Jones because he's so touchdown. I mean, he wins games. He has two four-touchdown games in his career. That's insanity. Like, he's not an every-week starter, I don't think. But I also like Cephas. Uh, I got a lot of flack on my ceilings and floors with the Detroit because I said Amendola is basically done. Um, I don't think he's going to be – I mean, he can still be a viable NFL player. But for fantasy, don't sign me up for that. Uh, I like Cephas to possibly assume wide receiver three by even early in the year. Uh, and then I think Hawkinson's getting a little – I think there is some hype coming in on Hawkinson. I think it's deserved. His talent is well – it's easy to see. And with Stafford rather than David Blow and Jeff Driscoll, Hawkinson should have a lot better season. Uh, I think there's a lot of value to be had with him because he's not going crazy high in drafts, and he could easily have a top-10 season as a tight end. I love the tight ends in this year's draft. I, I love the tight ends in the NFL this year. Which is crazy, Houston, because he's the John Mackey Award winner in TJ Hawkinson. Obviously, he stole that from Jay Sternberg. We're not going to talk about that right now. But 
We will later. <laughs> but Houston, I mean, these guys are prime for value. I mean, you got TJ Hawkinson. You got guys like possibly Marvin Jones Jr., Quintez Cephas. You know, you could take on Johnson way later than you do DeAndre Swift and have the value because have we've been talking about the rookie learning curve. Maybe DeAndre Swift starts. Maybe he doesn't. What do you think? No, I think DeAndre Swift will be the day one starter. Maybe not the day one, but he should be. Um, and I, I like him. He's a good pass catcher. He can run between the tackles. Their offensive line's not too bad in Detroit. That's one of their better pieces to their team there. Um, I still don't think their defense is going to be elite. They're they're good, but they're not elite. So um, NFC North is going to be a lot of run first, play defense. That's just how they do. That's NFC North. Um, Quintus Cephas is the only Detroit line wide receiver um, under contract after the 2021 season. So I think that Cephas has a good shot of taking over from Marvin Jones after this year, possibly, if you're looking at that dynasty-wise. That's not a slam at Marvin Jones, but I think Marvin Jones, there's a good possibility that he could pick up his stuff and leave after this year, go find more money, go play in his uh, destination that he's going to be in a better spot to win a Super Bowl before he leaves. Nothing against Detroit. I just don't think they're Super Bowl ready right now. Um, Galladay... He's really talented. I'm not going to say he's not, but he only had 65 catches last year, and how is he going to contend as a top 10 like PPR fantasy wide receiver with only 65 catches? That's the only thing I worry about with him. Standard leagues where you're not getting any extra points for a catch, I love him because he's a big touchdown guy. So in standard rankings, he'd go up the board in PPR. I have him outside our top. I think I have him as my wide receiver 14 just because he's only going to – even in 2018, he only had 70 catches. And he's seen over 130 targets. So it's not like he's not getting the target share. He's just not – I don't know what the deal is there. Probably not catchable targets when you have David Blau and Jeff Driscoll throwing you the ball. But, yeah, I think the NFC North is going to be interesting. I, it's hard. I don't know who's going to do well. I hope the Bears do well. But I can see the Lions having a good year. So just – it's interesting to me. I think Houston brings up a good point about the Detroit defense because they – Last year they were so bad at, at pass rush, and they didn't really add any of that in the draft. And I think when that's the case, like you get lit up on defense, and then you got to play catch up on offense. And that's why Stafford's racking up yards. Also, probably why he's more susceptible to the injury that he got last year. But it, that's for me why I just will stay unless I'm getting extremely good value out of my pick. Like I'm just staying away from Lions guys just until like they get some sort of stability halfway through the season, maybe play them on the waiver wire, but I really don't know who would be on a waiver for the Lions that would be worth it. Cephas. They're probably drafted and sitting on someone's bench. Two questions for you, Zach. One, do you have a Texas A&M hat back there? I can add one. No, nope, I'm going to send you one. And two. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, number two, Ryan, you see a little Slayton fan action in our comments yeah, over there. I love it. Slayton the beast. <laughs> Slayton, obviously, man. Uh, Pinto projection for Matt Stafford. I've got him at 552 attempts at 353 completions at a little lower than the 5,000 yards, but 4,300 oh. yards, 28 touchdowns, and about 11 uh, interceptions. 
about 30 attempts on the, on the ground, just him picking it up about over 100 yards and a half a touchdown over the course of the year. Uh, I think that the Lions are prime as well. I think this division is really up in the air, like Houston said, and anyone could probably take it over. Um, my fan favorite, I suppose, to win the division, sorry, guys, I had to end it with this, though, is the Green Bay Packers. Ryan, the Green Bay Packers, who I think might win the division just because the people that they have on their roster, the coaching staff that they have. I mean, the Packers ran 11 personnel 60% of the time last year, 12 personnel only 19% of the time, and 21 personnel 13% of the time when they're in the red zone. Crazy. Matt LaFleur, as a coach, calling 32 games last season, had the lowest pass TD rate of with Aaron Rodgers across the NFL. That's crazy. Aaron Rodgers and Matt LaFleur, the lowest TD rating in the NFL. We're talking everybody else, he's last. So that being said, how do you feel about the Packers not drafting quote unquote anybody to help Rodgers? I mean, their offensive line lost some people. You still have Aaron Jones, free Aaron Jones. I'm a UTEP minor Aaron Jones fan till I die. They've got some decent receivers who I say decent, but Javante Adams on some people's boards is the number one wide receiver. And you've got some other guys that are huge. I mean, uh, ESB, MBS, huge guys, uh, Jake Kumro, who are just big dudes. And then one of my personal favorites as a pass catcher for Aaron Rodgers is the 2018 robbed John Mackey Award winner, Jace Sternberg from the University of Texas A&M SEC division. Ryan, what do you have on these guys? Because I think they're I think they're one of the best in the division. In the conference. Uh firstly, JT, thanks for watching, man. Have a good night. Um, yeah, I see the Packers. So I see Aaron Rodgers going nuclear this year. Nobody does a chip on his shoulder like Aaron Rodgers does a chip on his shoulder. And the fact that people are ranking him outside the top 10 quarterbacks when this guy's already a Hall of Famer, he has by far the lowest interception ratio in anybody in NFL history. I mean, he's an MVP, he's a Super Bowl winner, and the stats, I mean, he has 47,000 yards passing. That's a ton of passing yards. Incredible. <laughs> yeah, and again, he has the highest touchdown-interception ratio in NFL history by a huge margin. Second is like Brady, and he is like a full one percentage point lower. Nobody's even close to him. Nobody probably ever will unless he goes on an interception spree. Um, but I love uh, – we had Gabby in earlier. She had him at five. I mean, I don't have him that high, but that made me excited. I have him at eight, if I'm not mistaken. I could see his five. I could see one. I, I think he's one of a small group of quarterbacks that can be the QB one. He's done it before. He can do it again. He's not that old. I mean, he's 36 turning 37 in the season. As we've seen, quarterbacks can do it better. He, he doesn't rely on his athleticism as much. He's just a the guy's got a heck of an arm and pinpoint accuracy. He doesn't throw picks. He doesn't turn the ball over. He's smart. Uh, I'm just telling you, I'm trying to get exposure to Rodgers this year because I think his ADP is off. Um, as far as running backs, Aaron Jones is probably not going to do what he did last year. That would be improbable. 
Uh, he scored a lot of touchdowns. But Aaron Jones is still a really good back. And his issues before this year were more so off the field than they were on the field. Uh, when he finally got to stay on the field for a full 16-game slate, I mean, 16 TDs rushing, three receiving, that is a dream scenario. Uh, I'm looking to get exposure to Jones, but he does have a pretty high draft capital. The tricky thing for me is Jamal Williams or A.J. Dillon. Uh, Jamal Williams hasn't exactly been unimpressive. He's just not seen the touches that Jones has. He's not been bad. Uh, so the addition of Dillon didn't make that much sense to me, but I'm wondering if they don't want to pay Jones much uh, later on in his career. So maybe Dillon is the, the future there, the answer for that. But um, I really don't want that much exposure to those two guys because I just – I'm struggling to see – they're saying they're going to be a three-headed backfield. I don't like a three-headed backfield. Jones is going to be the guy, and the other two are probably going to shift carries, especially with Dylan. They invested some draft capital in Dylan. I don't get it. Now, when we move on to receivers, obviously Devontae Adams is a freak. He's a beast. Um, there's no denying how good he is. He has wide receiver, top wide receiver potential. Um, again, I do think Rogers is going to go nuclear, so it should be Devontae Adams that reaps the most benefits of that. Uh, the guy's just a beast. There's no, nobody's going to rag on you if you take him. I mean, for me, I think the only guy that you can say for sure should go over him is Michael Thomas. And even then, I'm not going to argue too hard against that. Devontae Adams is special. And I think the quarterback, he's good with Rodgers. Like, he has a relationship with Rodgers. Rodgers is more comfortable with him than anybody else. I mean, you, you saw what Jordy did with Rodgers for years, and that's Devontae now. He is the guy that Rodgers is most comfortable with. The next receiver – is tricky. Again, I don't know why they didn't address this in the class that was so deep in receiver. I mean, the hype seems to be Alan Lazard right now. I'm not buying it. I don't think he's that special. Uh, he, he did come on late a bit and not suck, I guess. He was okay. But I just don't see – I mean, he could be a weapon situationally for them. But as the wide receiver too <laughs> – I mean, that's not a good wide receiver. None of these guys are good wide receiver twos. You have MVS, who was the Alan Lazard of last year. I'm not that high on him again this year. I don't like the preseason hype of, oh, somebody's dominating, because they said the same thing last year about MVS, and I fell for it, and I got a little bit too high of exposure with them. He burned me. So I'm backing off of Lazard a little bit. I think Adams is the sure thing. But then you got guys, like, honestly, I like Jake Kumaro. I thought he flashed a couple times last year, but he, he might not even make the team. You got Funches, who they just signed. He's probably going to make the team. He is that red zone threat. So are those other guys. Lazard and MVS are both as tall or taller than him. Uh, and they have a good tight end, which I'm coming to later. So I don't know which of these guys is going to be the guy. And I'm very hesitant to listen to preseason hype because I think it's full of crap. I think more often than not, they're just saying stuff that maybe the, to tell the other defenses, hey, we're going to so-and-so. And now you got the defenses game planning for uh, – Alan Lazard and it's Jake Kumaro. It's Jake Kumaro 642. All those guys are huge. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 BETS OFF. 
Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. It could be any one of those guys. Funches has the most experience, but I mean, he hasn't really been that impressive. Who, who do you who do you take out of these? Equinemius St. Brown, another guy that is potentially – all of these guys are 6'4 or 6'5, every one of them. So red zone targets, I like it. I don't see them catching many balls because Adams is going to soak them up, and I think Jones is as well. And then coming down to what I'm really excited about and I do want to get some exposure to is Jay Sternberger. The guy had one target last year and no statistical stats whatsoever. That is anomalous and weird. I'm wondering if there was just an adjustment period. I mean, I know Jimmy Graham was ahead of him last year, and Jimmy Graham was not that impressive, but he still had like three touchdowns and 450 yards. Like when you're looking at tight ends, that is not the worst you could do. I think Sternberger's better than the shell of Jimmy Graham. Sternberger's last year at A&M was a monstrous year. He only had 48 catches, but he turned that into 832 yards and 10 touchdowns. Like efficiency with his looks was like his way better than TJ Hawkinson. I'm not going to go there, but I am going to say that they could have comparable seasons. <laughs> Zach, <laughs> I'm not going there. Zach, don't don't hold me to that. I'm, I got Hawk ranked higher than Sternberger, but I do have Sternberger ranked decently high. I like him. And the thing is, like Rogers, if you look throughout his career, he's never had like really that elite tight end. He had Graham before, after he was really really good. He had a few years with, like, I mean, you couldn't even name a lot of these guys. They haven't been that good. I think Sternberger has potential to be an excellent tight end. And who else is Rodgers going to throw to? I don't like any of the other receivers very much. So I think Sternberger, by default, because he's going to be seeing a high percentage of the snaps, is going to get some counting stats. I, I think where his ADP is, I'm actually doing an article right now on uh, he's included in it, where, where his ADP is. The value's there. I mean, even if he doesn't perform that well, you're not going to have to use a very high pick on him unless you're drafting with Pinto or me. It's not going to happen. So you can get Sternberger late. I do think Green Bay is going to be prolific this year. I wish I knew which one of those receivers is going to be the one that's going to get. It might be spread through all of them. I mean, I don't like any of the receivers, but Devontae Adams signed me up. Chase Sternberger signed me up. Aaron Jones signed me up. And then get me Aaron Rodgers shares. I will wait on a quarterback if Rodgers is still sitting there. I will wait. So I, I do think this is an offense you want to get an exposure to, but you've got to be careful about which one of those receivers you get exposure to because other than Adams, nothing is a sure thing in Green Bay right now. And who's working out in the offseason with Rodgers? That's what I want to know. Which guy is doing offseason work in Aaron Rodgers' house because that's the guy I want to get exposure to. You know who I've seen is at Aaron Rodgers' house eating dinner with him? Hmm. A Sternberger. And his so besides that though, from Houston, Zach and Tom, there are really no one that you can really put your finger on. You got MBS, you got S or ESB, a man, a St. Brown, Quinemius. Can't even say that, can't spell it. So you got those, and then Jake Kumro, who in our uh live feed over here, Michael and Courtney have known that I put a I put some money on Jake Kumro in our DFS league last season. He paid off because he scored a touchdown. 
Shout out to Andy Holloway of the Fantasy Footballers for giving me that information. I used it, and it won me about $45. So thank you so much, Jake Kumro. Um, but, yeah, you don't know who is going to be the guy outside of Devontae Adams. Oh, yep, there you go. Yep. <laughs> Houston, this is your division, man. Who you taking outside of Devontae Adams, if you had to? Yeah, I mean, I'm going to take Alan Lazard. Um, if I'm looking for a fantasy guy – one the guy I really want to keep an eye on for the Packers here is Reggie Begleton. Who's that? I don't even know who that is. A guy that got out of the CFL. Um, thousand yards last year, 10, 10 touchdowns. They were really high on this guy, and I went and watched this guy's tape, and he can play. It'll be in. I don't know. I just think the Packers wide receivers, besides Devontae Adams, are pretty bad. That this guy actually might have a good chance of being a valuable guy. So if I had to take a long shot, now don't go out and draft Reggie Bigleton, but if you're playing in a deep dynasty league, it honestly might be worth the pickup. The bagel, huh? Let's coin that right here on Belly Up Fantasy Live. Deep fantasy league, the bagel is the man. Tom. Cheese heads, bagels and cream cheese, man, dude, this makes Dang it. That works. Tom, what what are your thoughts? I mean – it's you might as well just pick a name out of a hat, right? I mean, Brian Gutkunst or however you say his last name, that GM for the Packers, he him with wide receivers is like John Elway with quarterbacks to me. They just want the tallest one there is. They're, That's wrong. they're like, oh, everyone else ranks you as number one, but you're only five seven. No, I'm going to take this guy that's seven foot four, but he hasn't caught a pass in his life. They got an NBA team almost. Exactly. He's a height supremacist. All right. So, am I wrong? No, that so, was hilarious. I love that. Yeah. So, I mean, but no, it's like I said, you might as well just pick a name out of a hat. I mean, last year you saw Alan Lazard had the most success, I think, out of them all, but they all suck pretty badly. Um, personally, I'm just waiting for Aaron Rodgers to get benched uh, or traded. Well, That's where I'm going it, it can't be that long. I give it a year, two years tops. Next year for sure. He's for pissed. Sure, I would yeah. think next year is uh, – we'll talk about this later. Aaron Rodgers on the Vikings following Brett Fulher. Chicago. Go to the Jets. Start sending you, you would buy that jersey so fast. Uh, Super Bowl contender. As long as he hasn't sent his masseuse pictures on his off time, it'll be much better than Brett Favre. <laughs> I want to hear uh, Zach's guy. Zach's guy for the second wide receiver in Green Bay. Yeah, because I have a, I have a vibe that it's Devin Funches is going to fit into this offense. They paid him in Green Bay, and I think, I, I I don't think that he's been in offenses that suit him well. I think that he. I have this feeling that he's going to want to learn from Aaron Rodgers. He's going to want to learn how to be a, a number two for Aaron Rodgers. And I think he's going to want to help. I just, I just got this feeling that it's going to be – I have no faith in Lazard. I'm going to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. I think that he had one big game last year when Aaron Rodgers needed targets late in the game, and it got him a bunch of hype that I don't think is deserved for Lazard. And so that's why I'm going Funches. Y'all kind of educated me on Sternberger because I wasn't as high on him, but – 
if he's had dinner with Rodgers. Yeah. I don't know. So I'm just high on punches. I think I think he could be a sneaky good pick. I mean, y'all have heard me on Dan's show before. NFL teams don't pay people just to come and sit the bench. Bunches is a veteran of the league, and they paid him some money. Sometimes you have to follow the money, and you're going to pay this dude some money. He's going to be out there catching some balls from your quarterback. So that being said, I don't doubt you at all that Funches could be the guy. I mean, he's been in some bad offenses, and he's got a big build like Green Bay likes. He's got some hands. We've seen him have flashes of greatness at some points in his career. Now let's get him with a good quarterback. And he's a Michigan guy, so I hate him. I'm, I'm a state guy. So I hate him, and I'm high on him. You know how much that hurts? He went to Michigan? Uh, yeah. he, Funches went to Michigan. Yep. Scott Davis, you know that? Oh, MSU. You? In our, in our, oh, yeah. <laughs> That's fair. Pintos projections real quick as we end off with the Green Bay Packers. I only had Aaron Rodgers up here. I did not do Aaron Jones because if I had Aaron Jones, I'd have him for a million points because I love free Aaron Jones. I'm a free Aaron Jones guy. Go UTEP Miners. Go Aaron Jones. I always give the juice to the Texas guys. So for Aaron Jones, what I have is or – I'm sorry. For Aaron Rodgers, Pinto projections are – 539 attempts for 351 completions, about 3,900 yards, about 25, 26 touchdowns, seven interceptions. Scott Davis just said, go blue F state. There you go, Houston. And about 44 attempts for about 200 yards, one or two touchdowns on the ground and about four fumbles, just because I feel like that's what he's going to do. You know, We've been talking about a lot of stuff tonight, guys. It's been awesome for this Friday. Ryan, all of us have been working really hard. Tom and Zach are going to get on there with us just because they're big names with our company and big names in our fantasy football world. What are we working on behind the scenes? Uh, And tease that league one more time. So, yeah, we're still – the consensus ratings are – updating and morphing as we go. Some of the guys are changing their rankings and those will be updated weekly. Uh, so anything like if Dalvin Cook doesn't sign, he's going to start dropping down our lists. Uh, Madison will start rising up the list. Um, those rankings will stay up to date. Uh, we're, we're on them. We're keeping them up to date. And then for that league, I mean, we're look. it's going to be big, really big. A lot of people are going to be in this league and the prizes are going to be big. It is going to be a big deal. We are go- it's, I, I am concerned personally that we're going to have to have some sort of a waiting list because there's going to be a lot of people interested once all these details go public. Uh, this is going to be a big-time league. Uh, it's gonna, the way I'm envisioning it, it's going to be a league that people are going to be trying to get into because I'm thinking this is going to be a yearly thing. Again, we're going to have a lot of space, but I think it's going to fill up quickly once these details start coming out. Uh, just get ready, guys. Stay up to date on Twitter. Uh, keep following us. Follow all of us, guys. We're going to be posting the second this stuff gets live. So if you want in, you can even get let us know now you want in, and we'll get you on a pre-list because I do think this is going to fill up real quick, guys. This is going to be a big deal. I'm really excited. Um, what we I, I wish I could share more with you, but I don't want to say anything that isn't true. 
We don't have everything finalized yet. Uh, but we, again, like Chris said, we should be finalized sometime uh, this weekend or early into the week. We should have all the details out. I can't wait to talk to y'all about this. I can't wait to drop all of the information because this is going to be huge. For me, this is the biggest thing that we're doing. It's going to get a lot of people involved. And, you know, everybody wants to prove they're the best. This is your chance. Come beat me. Come beat these guys. Come play us and show us you are the best. Because, again, big prizes, big prestige. This is going to get real. This is going to be – if you don't know your stuff, don't bother signing up because we're going to dominate you. It's going – I'm. this is going to be a serious league. I cannot wait. Show us how good you are. Prove that you know fantasy football and play against people who think they know. Because we, we're, we're, I'm taking this very seriously. I'm winning this bad boy. It's going to happen. Well, I don't know about all that because I already got the ring measured for my finger because I got some socks <laughs> over here. So that's besides the point. We'll talk to Trophy Smack because we'll probably get a trophy for us. We'll get a customized T-shirt of the winner's choice. And then I'm thinking a belly up fantasy football uh, polo, at least because Zach got his, I've got mine. The material is out of this world, man. Like, I can sleep in that. It's almost like it's it's plush, Zach. Like I love my polo. It's nice. It's the dry cleaners, so I can get the collar fitted all right, so I can wear it and show it tomorrow on our mock draft, Houston. Houston, man, tell everybody about the mock draft, where they can find us, how they can join in if they want to join in, because our mock draft is building steam, and Houston is spearheading this thing, man. Like we're helping players out there figure out what they want to do in their drafts. But I'll digress. Houston, explain everything to everybody. Yeah, once again, I always have our Saturday mock drafts. It's pretty uh, standard time, 4.15 Central, uh, 5.15 Eastern. You know, come on, get on, watch, see what we're going to do. We're going to tell you how you should draft, and we're going to give you advice and you know, Chris likes to take a little approach. Ryan always has a great approach. This week, we're doing just a rookie draft. You know, a lot of dynasty leagues, you have just your rookie draft. Uh, me being the lead dynasty writer here at Belly of Fantasy Sports, it's big. We And, you know, tons of rookies. It's going to be real fun tomorrow. So, come in. Uh, if you can't uh, find the – if you can't watch the episode tomorrow, make sure to just find a time to watch it. It's going to be awesome. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. For sure. Tom, man, let everyone know where they can find the breaking news that you're giving everybody. I mean, dude, if I didn't have you in my life, I'd be like, what's going on? So 
let everyone know there what you're doing for us. And yeah, so, you're gonna put your top fifty rankings out pretty soon, aren't you? Yeah, so I, I'm working on those. Got some of them in there. Got the rest kind of kind of coming, uh, you know. But at Belly Up Football on Twitter, check it out. Uh, you know, right now we're a little slow. Football seasons, you know, we're in that lull between the draft and when spring or not spring training, but when uh, summer workouts kind of you know are starting to roll here. So. But at Belly Up Football, we'll have all the updates. You know, we try and link it up with uh, Belly Up Fantasy to make sure that, you know, we can link up any injuries that are happening, any signings that happen uh, with how that's going to impact the fantasy world. Um, so make sure you're checking that out. And then also keep an eye out. Uh, we should have some information coming up on there uh, pretty shortly. We're wrapping up the first round of the uh, Madden Degenerates Tournament uh, on Xbox Live. Uh, so we're probably going to be getting uh, another tournament going on shortly. Uh, so we're going to be looking for some uh, some people that think they're pretty good on the sticks. So keep an eye out for that. Uh, we'll get some people involved, see what we can do. For sure. the I've been getting text messages from, from some of my friends, Scott, Justin. They're like, when can we get on this? I'm like, well, we got to finish. We got to crown a, a winner, first of all. And then we might do a little – fans versus favorites type deal with Tom hosting everything. But as soon as your rankings come out, Tom, I'm going to copy and paste those because you give us the hot takes, man. Like it's crazy. And then your stuff is right because if I want to go contrarian and a big DFS tournament, I'm going with your rankings for sure. Last weekend I used Ryan's rankings in our mock draft and I was frustrating the heck out of him because I was taking all of his players before he was, and my team looked really good. If I'm in a big DFS league or big DFS tournament, I'm trying to win some big bucks, you know, I'm not going to go with the masses. I'm going to go with Tom's hot takes, top 100 guys. They're going to go contrarian, and no one's going to know about these guys, and I'm going to win X amount of dollars. So you got to love Tom. you got to love his rankings. He knows what he's talking about. Zach Mack is over there looking at the NHL draft, which is fine. Zach, where can our followers follow you at? Find you for your NHL knowledge at Puck Puck Pass because that's probably one of the funnest podcasts that we have at Belly Up. Uh, And then all the stuff that you do on your social media is just so funny, man. Like, I wish I was that funny. I'm not that funny. I'm I'm just me. I was just hopping on the uh, hopping on the draft for this weekend, so uh, I'll be I'll be here for that, right on here on Streamyard. So uh, puck puck pass wise, yes. Uh, it said at the beginning we were paying attention to the NFL draft lottery and we had the best odds for the number one pick, and that's what we were shooting for. So here's the update. I'm absolutely devastated. I'm as soon as we're off here, I'm gonna go curl up on my couch. I'm gonna cry. <laughs> a river. We got the fourth pick, and the NHL is so dumb that the number one pick is now TBD. So. It's whatever, whoever, it's going to be one of the teams that loses in the playing round for these playoffs that could still possibly not even happen. It's a shit show. Okay. Uh, so go follow Puck Puck Pass. We're going to cover it. We're going to let you guys know. Um, and I'm probably going to get over it by, I got to, I got to do my top 50. So I'm going to add that to the rankings and then I'm going to release stuff on Twitter with my top tens and all that stuff. I'm going to get into fantasy football since hockey's making me sad. <laughs> We need you here, Zach. But I mean, you got the good knowledge too, man. I mean, I'm just saying between you and Tom, 
there cannot be more contrarian people out there because I'm going to follow some of the masses like I did with Nick Foles versus Mitch Trubisky. But you have to have the contrarian views because if you don't, you're lacking. And we want to give everyone who's watching us all sorts of different aspects. Something that I've been working on, I talked to Ryan about this earlier. I don't know if he's thought about it anymore because he had to shower, he had to eat, he had to do a lot of things with some horses and stuff like that. I wanted to bring this to everyone's attention real quick. I come from a family of golfers. My father-in-law is right now in Las Vegas golfing at one of the most exclusive uh, golf courses in the world. And I'm just thinking about something. When you are a golfer and you want to get better at golf, you go to a golf pro. The first thing that they do is give you a bucket of balls and they tell you to hit them. Here are your clubs. Hit these balls. I'm going to watch and I'm going to see what you do. I kind of took that into uh, fantasy football, I suppose. And, you know, I was not a big fantasy football guy in my mind until this year when I joined Billy Up Sports. So I was like in three or four different leagues, and I thought I was really good. This year I got, I'm, you know, it's not even the season hasn't even been divulged yet. I'm in 37 different leagues across best ball, you know, dynasty redraft and a a crazy league that's got 32 different guys in it, full IDP. We're doing 50 rounds. It started four weeks ago, and we're still in round 13. Like, it's crazy. So the numbers are skewed. But what I wanted to do was group my guys and kind of see how my guys are going versus ADP, if I'm reaching, if I'm not reaching, if I'm getting a good value, because I want to know for myself, how do I become a better fantasy football player? And that's what we want to do for you guys. So I'm going to use myself as a guinea pig right now and hopefully give you guys this information later and use these algorithms as a unique fantasy football uh, algorithm for each fantasy football manager and know what you're doing and know what kind of exposure you have. So I'm not going to go too much into this because I don't have everything set in. Later on, you know, when Dan comes back and he might help me with this, Houston will help me with this because this is the first time Houston's heard of this as well. Out of 37 leagues that I'm in, guys, I've got 80 quarterback positions, 207 running back positions, 130 – or I'm sorry, 163 uh, wide receiver positions. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. I can't stop drafting SEC guys. But also, SEC guys are also my lowest owner percentage. Um, my highest owning percentage at quarterback position, Houston, is at 8.26% out of the 80 guys that I have is Jared Goff. Underneath that is at 6.69% in Matthew Stafford. So, you know, I'm not reaching for Matthew Stafford. I really wish my Jared Goff percentage was a little bit lower and my Matt Stafford percentage was higher, but I guess that's the way that things are falling for me, and that's just something I'm going to have to work on. At my running back position, Ryan, Kevin Coleman at 8.82% is my highest owned running back across 37 leagues. I know you have zero exposure to Tevin Coleman, but according to my percentages, I think he's a league winner. At my tight end position, excluding Darren Waller, who I will always reach for, is Blake Jarwin and then our guy Jay Sternberger at 7 point something percent. What really struck me and why I called Ryan today and asked him was like, what am I doing? How do I get better? is my wide receiver position. I've got seven guys tied for my second position at wide receiver at 3.18%. 
between Mike Evans, Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, Brandon Cooks, Deontay Johnson, and a guy I mentioned was Quintez Cephas. The highest owned guy I have, Scott Davis, is your guy, Tyrell Williams, at 6.63%. I mean, that's ridiculous. This dude has Derek Carr throwing him the ball. How, how do I have the most ownership from this guy? And then if you want to look at kickers and defenses, Justin Tucker is my kicker at 12%. And then Houston's Chicago Bears at 33.3%, which I alluded to earlier, is my most highest owned defense. I mean, we're going to work out a way to help fantasy football managers utilize this algorithm that we've worked out, that I've worked out, to help them. But, I mean, I'm not reaching for some of these guys but how does this help me, guys? I know that y'all don't know anything about this. Ryan was the only one that I talked to about. But Houston, I really want to know what your insight is on this. Yeah, and I uh, I think t- uh, keeping track of your ownership is a great idea. It really is, and I'm glad you're doing that. Um, it, you really – my ownership, uh, I take ownership with all my best ball leagues, and I – I think my highest ownership is like 27% uh, Jared Goff and like 25% Robert Woods. Those are my – I'm going to get – the. I like to pair those two up in most leagues that I play in, uh, especially when you're in the best ball format. But, yeah, you, you got to diversify. A big thing I heard is diversify early and then get your guys in the back half of the draft. Obviously, you don't want to go all in on – like say you have the fifth pick and five drafts, so obviously you don't want to go all in on Dalvin Cook and all five of those drafts if he doesn't play. So diversify early and later in the drafts, you're getting guys. Um, my big guys are Justin Jefferson, Michael Pittman, um, Ronald Jones, those kind of guys. I don't care. I'm going to get a lot of them. I, I'm not going to have to invest a premium price for them. So if they do bust, at least I'm in And if they do well, I'm, I have a lot of those guys, but, I'll say it one last time. Diversify early and go get you guys late. That's fair. I think that's what I was kind of doing too because I've a lot of the higher name guys at the one, two, three percentages. And these guys are a little bit higher because they're later round guys, obviously. I guess my whole thing is why am I putting so much stock in Tyrell Williams? Why am I putting so much stock in Tevin Coleman? Uh, we've heard good things about these guys, Ryan. I know you've had about 45 minutes to stew on this, and you're about to lay it on me. Tell me. Right. So I don't know that this is going to help you so much on those early guys because draft positioning is so fact. How can you have extreme exposure to CMC or Saquon unless you have a top two pick? It's going to be difficult to get those guys. But where this really is going to reveal to you either flaws or strengths in your own rankings is going to be a guy like Tyrell Williams. The reason your exposure is so high is because according to your rankings, he continuously is available at a value you're comfortable with. So if you are seeing Tyrell Williams on the board, you're thinking, okay, in my rankings, this guy is worth more than where I am right now. So all it's doing is it's pointing out maybe more than anything where your rankings are different than every other guy that you're drafting against. And the bigger uh, you being in more drafts is going to much more clearly lay out who, and then you can decide for yourself the why, why am I so high on Tyro Williams? Well, it's because I have him valued higher. 
Like if you looked at mine, Darius Slayton would be at like virtual 100% exposure. Why do I have that much in Slayton? Well, because my rankings have him significantly higher than the ADP. So I either need to look back and say, hmm, maybe I have Slayton ranked too high or wow, I'm getting massive exposure to him because I can wait and get him later. And even though I have him ranked higher, people don't see that. So this is a guy I can look at later to maybe I don't need to address wide receiver early in the drafts that I'm looking at thinking, am I going to be able to get another wide receiver? Yes, the Tyrell Williams, the Darius Slayton, he's going to be there. If you're comfortable with that guy, I mean, I guess a little bit less on Tyrell Williams, but I love Tyrell Williams too. I think he has real value. Uh, He's a big red zone target. So to me, what it's doing is it's pointing out strengths and weaknesses in your own lineup, in your own rankings, excuse me. And then it's showing you, okay, if I have massive exposure to this guy, why? Does nobody else like him? Am I reaching? That's the other thing you got to really take into consideration because I probably reach on Slayton every once in a while. So do I need to be more careful? Another useful thing to do, and this is a big project, but something to think about is to take all the guys in your other leagues, find out where they're going, and then look at where you're getting. So say you're seeing Tyrell went in the 12th round in this, and you got him in the 11th round in this draft. Versus Why the ninth. Right. Yeah. Was my, did I yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, I'll do that for sure. That, that way, for the times you don't have exposure to him, you can compare when you drafted him to when other people drafted him, and then you can more definitively say, okay, maybe it was a reach here. It wasn't a reach here. He's going below his average. And it's not – see, ADP can be misleading, but the drafts you're in with the, the scope of the amount of leagues that you have, you'll be able to get an accurate look based on the guys you're playing against where they value him compared to where you value him. And then you can either say, this guy is going to be a guy I want to get more exposure to because the value is making sense to me. Or I might be going, pulling the trigger a little bit early on this guy and need to back off of him in the following drafts. Man, if you could really do this with your mock drafts, you're going to go into a draft draft with um, more ammo than anybody that you're going against because nobody's got this kind of depth of the the, the numbers that you're able to amass being in those that amount of leagues, I mean, I'm not in that many leagues. To be the in that fantasy, many leagues. The fantasy community is crazy right now. Like, everyone is so supportive. It's ridiculous. I mean, I'm in, a, I'm in three live drafts right now where I'm <laughs> looking at my phone waiting to make my pick. I got the fourth pick. I've got the third pick. And then I've got the 15th pick in some of these drafts and three of these drafts that are going on right now. And I'm hoping to get Zeke. I'm hoping to get Dalvin. And then I'm hoping to get Julio. Houston, I want to know because you being our numbers guy, you being our dynasty guy, like Ryan was saying, like I've got this thing in my brain that this could be one of our things. How do you think this helps us? How do you think this hurts us? What can we do to utilize this? Because you're going to be in the 100 one dollar best ball leagues and best ball being one of the most popular formats right now where you essentially set it and forget it put your money in whatever it goes in how does that factor into this because i want to be one of the first guys to do this and i'm sure all of us want to be a part of it as well yeah and i think uh tracking your ownership is very important like i said before being able to uh, find out where the ADP values are and so on. So, yeah, I think it's a great idea. Um, 
I don't know how much more you want to go into it there, but yeah. I mean, it really does. It gives you your own ADP where you don't have to look for anybody else's. It doesn't matter what, for instance, one website's ADP is. If you're not playing that website, you're playing the guys you're playing. And if you if, if you can get the the numbers for you versus these people you're playing, that's going to give you a little bit more detailed look at – I mean, ADP is just too broad. This is going to be more specific to you, especially with your own draft tendencies – to be able to let you know, like, what, what kind of a reach am I doing too much? It's, it's going to point out weaknesses in your own strategy and strengths in your own strategy. Brian, do you know what overall pick Nick Chubb was on Yahoo last year? On the Yahoo website? I do not. I can he's look it up. The, he, no, he was the sixth overall guy, according to their ADP. I I mean, you didn't find that on, on NFL, ESPN, Sleeper. Exactly. Any other app. So like you said, with the website, every different website is going to have their own different ADP. That was a big outlier because you saw Nick Chubb probably go closer to 20 in most other formats. But on Yahoo, he's the sixth guy off the board in most leagues. So, yeah, like we said, uh, being able to find your own ADP, your own draft values. Yeah, it's important. I think a big thing is finding draft values. Um, you you win you don't win your league at the draft, but if you get the right values, you're gonna be set up pretty well. You gotta be active too, man. You gotta hit those waiver wires. You gotta know. I mean, I won a league just by watching. Or I was at home one day and I saw Odell Beckham walking into the Giants locker room. And I was like, "Hmm, Odell Beckham's here. I'm just gonna pick him up." He didn't play that week, but the next two weeks, old boy went off and did Odell Beckham stuff. Uh, guys, it's been a fun night. We've talked about a lot of different things. We had a great guest tonight. Uh, she talked about my Houston Texans. She talked about Ryan's Aaron Rodgers. Guys, let everyone know where they can follow you at, uh, for your upcoming works. And then also what are your upcoming works? Houston, kick us off, man. Uh, you switched over to the at belly up. What can everyone be expecting from our dynasty writer? Yeah, uh, of course, give me a follow on Twitter, Belly of Houston. Uh, always able to talk, always willing to give you the stats and who I like, who I don't like. Um, as a site-wide, I've been kind of conducting this. We're going to give you uh, much like a draft guide, but we're going to give it to you for free. You know, we decided that we didn't want to go on with the full draft guide. We just wanted to give you this stuff for free. So we're going to give you sleeper quarterbacks, sleeper running backs, and every other position. Uh, so be on the lookout. I, tomorrow, Saturday, we're going to have our first uh, sleeper quarterback article come out, which I think there's uh, seven or eight of us that wrote about our sleeper quarterback in that article. So be on the lookout for that. Yeah. Zach Mack, baby, where can everyone follow you at? Your podcast, what are you doing? At, at It's Zach Mack on Twitter. I don't really go on Facebook other than to watch this show, to be honest with you. Um, and then uh, at Puck Puck Pass, which I mentioned earlier, uh, I'll probably be crying about the Red Wings for the rest of the night. But um, like I said, I'll be throwing up some fancy football stuff as we approach July. We're getting closer and closer to that season. Fingers crossed that it actually happens. I really, I'll be honest with you, my hopes are not high, but my fingers are crossed. So that's what's most important, uh, in my opinion. So other than that, um, at I got to send you an M hat. I'm going to get you a good one. Yeah, Apparently, yeah. you like these flat bill hats. It's not my style, but I'll get you one. 
I got a couple that aren't flat bill, but uh, yeah, most you're right. Most of them are. <laughs> Tom, baby, what what can we expect from you? Where can everyone follow you at? I know you already said that earlier, but your rankings are about to come out soon, and everyone who wants to be contrarian and win some money, follow Tom. Yeah, I mean, hey, you know, like we said, rankings coming out here shortly. There's top fifties. Uh, like I said, getting ready for that uh, Madden or it's part two. Uh, you know, be getting that going again shortly. Uh, probably gonna get a PlayStation One going too if we have enough people. I don't know exactly how many people at, at Belly Up got PlayStations. I know Zach, you have one. So Houston, there we go. So we got at least two people. Great. <laughs> but uh, we can get, get that rolling again here. Um, and then uh, at Belly Up Tom on Twitter, at Belly Up Football uh, as well. Um, personally, I'm looking to start the hashtag Lamar Jackson is overrated hashtag. Get that going for the year. Um, so if you disagree with that at belly up, Tom, let me hear it under 32 50 for yardage this year. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. Just mic drop it. <laughs> Ryan, what do you got, man? Uh, you can follow me at real Ryan Hicks. Um, I'm actually should have an article coming out tomorrow morning about why you shouldn't be reaching on tight ends early in the draft. Uh, also, I'm really looking forward to doing the sleeper stuff with Houston. Uh, like you said, we got the QBs coming out. And then just keep an eye on the consensus rankings. Tom's getting in on it. Keep the mock drafts happening on Saturdays. Follow that up. We're doing the work for you guys. Instead of you having to do all these mocks, we'll do the work for you. And then you can see what we're doing and figure it out from there. Uh, and then just stay. Belly Up Sports has a ton of stuff. Belly Up Fantasy Sports has a ton of stuff. If you want to stay up to date on – uh, for for me, for the fantasy sports, uh, you know where to go. It's we have a website, we have our consensus rankings, we have the Twitter. Get on, engage with us. Uh, we're, we're, I love the feedback. Uh, unless we're talking about man, I had a feedback on Tom Brady. People were getting ready to string me up. It was kind of crazy. I won't talk about Brady anymore, I guess. But uh, I love the feedback. I love talking football. Let's talk football or any sport. We don't have it, so we got to talk about it. Dude, I love it. Uh, everyone in our live comments, thank you all so much. Michael, Courtney, Scott, uh, we love you guys for commenting with us and being here the entire show with us. I got lost in everything, so I'm just going to go off and read some credits. Yes, you're right, Michael, UFC tomorrow night. Uh, Tom will probably be watching that. <laughs> I love you too, Courtney, Michael. Uh, I'm going to read off some stuff that I forgot to at the beginning of the show because – if you weren't going to do this, but you should have, you should have propped me that I was going to forget about all this. Prop <laughs> me is a new innovative gaming platform and really first of its kind. Prop me makes it makes betting from person to person more easy than ever, uh, easier than ever. Designed for new and experienced gamblers alike, using straightforward prop bets that can literally be created on anything. Like if I was wearing a pink shirt, if Tom was wearing a hoodie. You could create a prop on that. Who's going to win the next beer pong game if I was going to shoot the island and make the island shot? If Ryan was going to make the bounce shot, you could create a prop on that, guys. Uh, create a prop on anything. It takes hanging out with your friends to the next level. And join today by downloading the Prop Me app. I've got it downloaded. I've used it a couple times. It's pretty fun. Houston and I were talking about it. As this goes on, this is our... 10th show, double digits. We're going to keep it going and hopefully get to triple digits in the future. 
we will have prop bets throughout the year saying, you know, hey, Jay Sternberger will outscore. Mm, we'll let that be known later, but we can create a prop on that. So go to propmellc.com and do that. Also, with all that being said, all of what we're doing between our big secret league that we're going to go through, the stuff that we're doing is our dynasty league that all of us are in, except for Ryan, because he didn't join us soon enough. We will have trophies provided by one of our great sponsors, Trophy Smack. Commemorate your league winner in the best possible way, guys. There is no better company in the business right now than Trophy Smack. They create trophies of all sizes, belts, rings, and a variety of colors with free engraving. So if I want to say 2020 champion Ryan Hicks suck it, I can put that on my trophy or my ring and have that sent to me, to anybody. Use Trophy Smack. Use the promo code Belly up. Go to trophysmack.com and win it today. You know, we're going to use that all day, every day. Um, one more thing that I wanted to go before. Well, I'll just talk about me real quick. Sorry, it's my section. Uh, follow me at Aggie Kappa Sig, guys. I'm doing some stuff behind the scenes with Houston and Ryan, like we mentioned earlier. I don't know how I'm going to help you guys with this, but it's helping me thinking about who I'm going to draft and where I'm going to draft them at. It's going to be my own thing with my guys at Belly Up. Just like in golf, you want to know where you're hitting your seven iron, where you're hitting your driver, where you're hitting your wedge. You want to know how you're grouping these guys. Same thing in fantasy football. I want to know why I'm drafting Tevin Coleman. I want to know why I'm drafting Tyrell Williams. Do I think these guys are great values for where I'm drafting them? Or am I reaching our guys will help me out, and we will help you out. Stats win ships, and we want to help you win ships. Right now, we've had 10 episodes, and we are so thankful that everyone is watching. We've had some great guests with us, and I want to thank all of our guests real quick. Lindell Whirling, Michelle from Ball Blastum, Ernest Silva from the Sports Gene, tonight, Gabby Godot, and then also ESPN's Mike Clay. All these folks will be coming back as the season continues in August and in October. But we want to kick off July. July 3rd, next week, we're going to have a huge name come on with us who's going to talk some fantasy football with us, who's not going to talk. Well, he will answer the questions I normally ask, but he will give us our own input as well. Will Brinson from CBS Sports Fantasy Football. This guy knows his stuff. If y'all haven't followed him, follow him on Twitter. He's got a huge following. He's a good-looking guy, too, man. Way good-looking. So, he's got a huge following. Why not? Thank you for watching us. Follow me at Aggie Kappa Sig. Follow us at Belly Up Sports, at Belly Up Football, at Belly Up Fantasy. This is hashtag Belly Up Fantasy Live. Thank y'all for watching us. Good night. Thank you for listening to Belly Up Fantasy Live. 
Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF.